Hello, friends. Today's episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by the Contour Next One Blood Glucose Meter and by Touched by Type 1. You know what? I, would, I should have said that backwards. I'll tell you why I think that, Juan. Touched by Type 1 has buy in it, B-Y. And I said this and buy, and I think it ruins the flow of language. Watch this. Hello, friends. Today's episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by... Oh, it doesn't have... It works that way, too. I say touch by type one. I go buy touch by type one. Today's episode of the Juice Box Podcast. The podcast is sponsored by... There's no way out of this, is there? Hold on a second. And now the music's playing. Now I gotta think faster. All right, well, first of all, this episode of the podcast is with a young man named Dylan, and he is absolutely delightful. Dylan has type 1 diabetes, hypothyroidism, and fibromyalgia. He has a wonderful Facebook page where he's trying to tell people about type 1 diabetes, and he'll explain about some of the experiences, both good and bad, he's had trying to share. Been pushed around a little bit online, but um, I think the way he handled it is really excellent. I want to tell you that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Please always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. Right now, how do I talk about the sponsors without saying buy and buy consecutively? Today's episode of the Juice Box Podcast gained sponsorship from Touched by Type 1 and the Contour Next One Blood Glucose Meter. Please go to touchedbytype1.org or Contour Next One. Dot com for more information. You may even be eligible for an absolutely free Contour Next One meter. You'll find out the link, and there are also links in the show notes of your podcast player and at juiceboxpodcast.com. All right, man, whenever you're ready. I think I'm ready. <laughs> I bet you are. Don't worry. Start off with just start off with your name. Hello, my name is Dylan Giuliano. I've had type 1 diabetes for four years, and I work for JDRF. I am a youth ambassador, and I have a Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube page called Diabetic Dill Pickle. Uh, so you are the kid that people call Diabetic Dill Pickle. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So um, I see the word play. Right? Dylan, dill pickle. I'm right there. But where does that come from, though? Was that something from your life, or did it just come up to you when you were trying to think of a name? How did that, how did you end up with that? Well, technically, I just thought of it in my head. My parents and I just thought of it. Well, it's actually technically my nickname. That's what I'm getting at. Like, so people called you like dill pickle before? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I call Arden? What? Boogers. <laughs> that's funny for no for no reason she doesn't have like a bunch of boogers in her nose or anything like that i just call her boogers she walks into a room and i'm like hey boogers what's up and she just <laughs> like hey and then it goes on from there my wife actually said the other day why do you call her boogers and i was like i don't know don't you like it and she goes no i'm like i don't know i love it so um anyway there's worse nicknames right yeah <laughs> Her nickname seems to uh, to move around a lot. We used to call her Boo when she was little, like before the Monsters movie. And then they started using it in the Monsters movie. And I was like, I can't do that anymore. It seems like we're ripping off Pixar. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we've gone through a number of nicknames. My brother has the best nickname in the world. And I'll tell it to you right now. But it's completely out of context. And I won't explain to you why it's his nickname, okay? Okay. And this was back when he was like 14 or 13. Originally, his nickname was Good Job Bob, but eventually it became Good Job Bob, the half-naked Bruce Lee boy. <laughs> and I can't tell you why, but you can try to imagine how you would come up with a nickname where you're naked and Bruce Lee. <laughs> or half-naked, half actually. Um, all I'm going to say to you, Dylan, is that I don't think you should practice your karate in front of an open window without your shirt on. Okay? <laughs> okay. All right. Good for you. All right, man. So listen, how old are you? I'm 12. Oh, cool. And how um, how old were you when you were diagnosed? I was seven when I was diagnosed. Do you know that that's been five years? Well, actually, it's four. Oh, okay. My math, my math is wrong? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you were. Well, down- I was. All- well, technically, I was almost eight, basically. I was almost eight I, when I got diagnosed. I see. So my math is right. Your assertion is incorrect. <laughs> right, right. I, I, all right. So, uh, th- so diagnosed around the time you were toward t- sort of the end of being seven. And, yeah. And now you're 12. How are things? Well, no, wait. I was going to ask you one thing. I'm going to ask. Do you remember being diagnosed at all? Yeah. So basically what happened, I was... Full DKA. I've been in many different rooms, like probably like three or four rooms, because they didn't know what one to choose me in. So I had, and they checked my blood sugar, and I was like five ninety. It was, it was crazy. And they just thought I had the flu, but so, I so, guess so, not. Yeah. So well, ob- yeah, obviously, right? So up until, or if you just had the flu, then this has just been one horrible practical joke on you for the last five years, um, or four years, excuse me. But so you went into the hospital because you had like flu-like symptoms. Uh basically, my mom took me in like three or four doctor visits. Mm-hmm. Oh, so over time, she saw that you weren't feeling well, and she kept taking you back, and they weren't really doing anything about it, and then. Is that it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you had to go a number of times before you uh, before they could come to a conclusion. So it took them all the way to the hospital to check your blood sugar? Yes. Wow. How long were you in the hospital? Um, maybe like a week. Yeah, about a week. No kidding. In the hospital. Did you turn it into like a little vacation or were you just not kind of feeling better fast enough? I just really wasn't feeling better fast enough. Oh, that sucks. How do you feel now? Right now, I feel way much better. Like, I still have, like, a couple diseases in mind, but not all of them. Like, I have fibromyalgia and low thyroid and stuff like that. Dylan, are you just collecting, like, autoimmune issues as you walk down the path? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, hey, there's <laughs> one. I'll take that one with me. So, all right, let's let's – Take a second for a second because you mentioned some interesting stuff. So, hypothyroidism? Yes. Okay. And you take Synthroid? Uh, low, thy- low thyroid. And um, so, yeah. 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 Do, I, do you take a, a secondary medication um, like Cytomil or no? No. Just, just the one. Okay. And what does it feel like? Well, how, I guess, what age did you start taking that medication? Mm, If I could guess, maybe, hmm, just month ago, just months ago, actually. So within like the last year, you found out about the hypothyroidism? Yeah. Gotcha. Just about a month ago. Just about a month ago. Oh, so very recently. Yeah. How were you feeling prior to being diagnosed? Um... Like, my stomach and stuff like that was hurting, and I barely couldn't drink. Well, I barely didn't eat. I would just keep on drinking and drinking and just keep taking naps and stuff. Stomach pain and tired, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. So Arden has hypothyroidism, too, and that's exactly how it presented to her. Her stomach hurt all the time. Um, She actually was still hungry. So she ate through it, um, and oh, she, wow. she was incredibly tired, and she would have really – and please, you can tell me if you want to, but she had um, a situation where she wouldn't go to the bathroom for a number of days, and then all of a sudden she would go a lot, if you know what I mean. And yeah. uh, it wasn't exactly pleasant. Did that happen to you as well? Yes. Mm-hmm. I see. Is there any chance that this episode's going to be called – Diarrhea dill pickle? No, maybe. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do that to you. Don't worry, Dylan. Um, but it's making me happy thinking about it. So um, it, it, it's really horrible. Like when your thyroid's not operating properly um, and you don't have the medication, it's crazy. Arden was exhausted. Like she could barely lift her head up sometimes. Um, I don't know how she went to school some days and um, really terrible stomach pains. Wow. Really, really bad. And then, of course, you know, she'd eat and eat and eat. Nothing would happen. And then all of a sudden her body would just 
you know, expel everything. And then the process would just start over again. And there was no real relief from it. Um, and you know, we had, you know, she gets tested for, you know, just like most people who go into their endo appointments, her, her thyroid levels are tested, um, yearly. And, you know, the year prior there was nothing. Um, had you ever now knowing about it, did they ever that you know of see any indication from your blood test that something like this was coming? Yeah. Oh, so you could see your levels changing over time. Yes. Okay. So you didn't suffer too long before you thought this is hypothyroidism. I have to go back to the doctor. Um, kinda. What'd you think it was at first? So at first I kind of thought it was mono because uh, like maybe a couple months ago I got mono for a little bit. I thought you were going to say a couple months ago I kissed a whole bunch of girls. <laughs> God. <laughs> Is that not what happened? No. How did you get mono then? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't either. I don't really know anything about it. I had it once when I was younger. Like when I was like 19, I think I had it. It really sucked. I was like really beat up. And it mimicked a lot of how Arden was when her, ah, when she didn't have her Synthroid. Like I was really super tired. That's how mono makes you feel. So you kind of like commingled those two ideas for a minute and thought, well, maybe this is just like a leftover effect of the mono. Um, I think so. Yeah. Are you in charge? So how, so you know what, Dylan, let's do something here that might be interesting. How does it work when you're a little kid and you feel sick? Do you do you try to handle it on your own? Do you just dump it on your parents and hope they figure it out? Like what's how does that all work? So basically I try and figure it out first, but usually like we'll all try and help it out together. Mm -hmm. And so we um but yeah, I technically work with my parents the most. But do they notice that you don't feel well or do you tell them? Uh, yeah, I just tell them that I don't feel good. Okay. So if you wouldn't have said anything about your stomach pain, you think they didn't know until you told them? Maybe. Well, I kind of, I looked pretty pale, so I'm pretty sure they probably could have told. From, from your, from your skin color? Yeah. Yeah. That is the key to everything? When, yeah. When Dylan's, when Dylan's pale, something's wrong? <laughs> yeah all right all right dill pale pickle and now let's um <laughs> okay so because i find that interesting right because as a parent i know that i try really hard to pay attention to my kids and how they're feeling and how they're acting right because mm -hmm. sometimes people will just power through things you know they think oh or you lose track of it you know that happens sometimes you have a pain Dylan, i just burped hold on Oh my gosh, I had a little soda this morning, which I never do, and I'm very uh, bubbly now. Excuse me, I'm so sorry. Um, so sometimes, do you ever burp? Yeah. Do you, do you have one now because that you could share with us? Uh, no, no. I usually like never drink soda. Gotcha. I don't either. It's a little diet soda was sitting downstairs. I thought, let me be crazy. Um, <laughs> you know, not a not a very crazy person, so. It's like, hey, look at me, nutsy over here with a diet soda. Anyway, um, you watch your kids, right? So, you know, I do. I don't know what all parents do. I mean, some people might be listening now who are terrible parents and pay no attention to their children whatsoever. I have no idea. But I, I try to pay attention. And if you see something happening over and over, you kind of say to your kid, like, hey, how are you feeling? Or I've noticed you're limping. Or why is it you're not using your right hand? Or, you know, whatever it ends up being. And sometimes kids are like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And you have to persevere a little bit and be like, no, I'm still seeing it happen. Like, let me see. And sometimes they're so sick, they just come to you and they're like, oh, my God, I just vomited all over the hallway. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's um, yeah, some that seems to be no middle ground, really. But what I was really interested in was, like, how long did you persevere with stomach pain and being tired before you mentioned it? Or did your parents kind of figure it out pretty quickly along with you? Um, let's Maybe, maybe about like a day. Yeah. So pretty quickly they got involved. Yeah. And then do you go right to the doctor or do they try all the like regular stuff? Like, did your mom say, have you gone to the bathroom lately? Was that like the first thing she said to you? Well, actually, um, I've been to the doctor like three, maybe three or four visits. And 
Like, yeah, it was pretty crazy. So, so is what happened that you told her your stomach hurt and she took you right to the doctor and then they couldn't find anything and you had to go back a couple of times? But she took me to a regular doctor. Right. In, instead of an irregular doctor? Yeah. Yeah. So not a diabetes doctor. No. Right. I feel like I knew what you meant. But okay. So um, I had an irregular doctor one time, but that's a different story. So you went to like your regular like pediatrician and you're like, and she's like, hey, Dylan's stomach hurts. And, um, yeah. And yeah. did he like poke you or give you something or did he, did he ask you if you pooped? Who asked you if you have gone to the bathroom? Somebody had to have asked. Um, if I could remember. No one asked? I'm trying to remember. Hmm. <laughs> Hold on a second. No, I think it was the doctor that asked. The doctor did ask you. Yeah. Gotcha. And then you said, yo, man, here's what's going on. Like, it don't come out. And then all of a sudden it comes out crazy. Yeah. Yeah. How did you say it? Tell me what you said. <laughs> well, so basically I couldn't go to the bathroom for a little bit. So, and then I just went to the bathroom and. There it goes. <laughs> <laughs> you said there it goes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that could be the name of your episode. There it goes. Let her <laughs> fly, dill pickle. Um, so, <laughs> well, okay. So then what did he do? So actually, it, like my, I've actually, it's been hurting for a, like a little while. It's like hard to go. So then it probably took like a few days for it to feel all better and stuff. So in, initially, the idea was just like, well, you'll feel better. Like, he probably thought you had like a little virus or stomach flu or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Right. Ah. So he, he was just like, oh, that happens to people, and you go head home, and you'll feel better. But then you didn't feel better. Did you go back to him again, or did you go somewhere else? Uh, I went somewhere else. Because he wasn't helpful, or because your mom started thinking diabetes? Um. Well, my mom actually finally talked to the endo. The endocrinologist. Ah, and then the endo said, hey, let's do um, a blood test? Yes. Gotcha. So the endo kind of saw it for the, yeah. the signs they are. Because they're very they're very clear signs of hypothyroidism untreated. The stomach pain, just like you described, is, 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 is clear. Um, I don't want everybody whose kid's tummy hurts now to think they have hypothyroidism. But, you know, it's, it's pretty... What Dylan's describing and what Arden went through is it's severe and it is um, it's noticeable. It's not just a little stomach pain. It's not, and it persists well past any common sense would tell you that an illness would would last. So, um, so if people see the signs, you get a simple blood test, and they'll let you know. Now, the the hard part, and you're just finding out in the beginning, is that getting that medication correct is really hard. Like the the dose right. Are yeah. You, are you going through that right now? Um, kind of, yeah. Have you changed it yet, or do you think it's working? Are you feeling better? I think I should probably just keep it the same, just because. Gotcha. Because it's working. Yeah. Okay. So can you explain to people, after you start taking the Synthroid, and it starts helping you, like, what's the what's the change from how you felt to how you feel with the medication? I don't think that the blood glucose meter you have should just be the one that somebody gave to you. I think you should have the best, the most accurate, the easiest to use, the most pleasing to your eye, the one that fits in your hand, like what fits well in your hand. You know, fits well in your hand, like something that fits well in your hand. It has a beautiful bright light for when you're testing at night and test strips that allow you to go back to the blood drop a second time if you don't get quite enough the first time. That saves uh, a lot of test trips and a lot of hassle. I believe that you deserve a meter that can chart your blood sugar tests in an app on your iPhone or Android phone to give you the data that you need later to see how things have been going. Hmm? Don't you feel like you deserve that as well? Of course you do. Now, like a dream, it will come true. When you go to contournextone.com. That's where you're going to find out about the meter. That's where you're going to find out if you're eligible for a free meter. There's a little button at the top of the page. Give it a little click. You might be one of the lucky ones. But if you're not, it's super simple to tell your doctor, I'd like to change my blood glucose meter. 
I've been using this old meter forever. I don't even know if it's accurate. I haven't even ever checked. Have you? Have you ever looked online to see if your meter is one of the really accurate ones or one of the ones where people are like, well, you know, it's a blood glucose meter. Have you? I bet you haven't. But you know which one of those meters is right at the top of that list? I know you know that I'm going to say the contour next one. So it's worth a shot. Blood glucose meter is an absolutely integral part of your life with type 1 diabetes. And you shouldn't be using an old busted up one. You just shouldn't. ContourNextOne.com. Go there today. There are links in the show notes of this podcast player and at JuiceBoxPodcast.com. If you can't remember, Contour Next One. But I mean, it's the name of the meter. You want the meter. The website's the same. Feels like you're going to be able to remember it. Go check it out. Get it done. Don't wait. When you think about people helping people, who do you think about? Besides Dylan today who's doing a really wonderful job of sharing his life with type 1 diabetes. What do you think when you think of an organization that's out there doing things for people with type 1 diabetes? Do you think of Touched by Type 1? Well, if you don't, you should. You should check out touchedbytype1.org. They're also on Facebook and Instagram, and they're doing amazing things for people with type 1 diabetes every day. Not once a week, or six times a month, every single hour of every single day. They're helping people with type one. And they have an overarching goal of finding a cure. So they even donate money to that. This seems like something you'd like to know about, I imagine. And thusly, all you have to do is make with the typing, touched by type1.org. There's about 20 seconds of music left. Should I cut it off? Or would you like to just bop your head and maybe dance a little while you're vacuuming or whatever you're doing? You know what? Things have been stressful lately. Why don't we dance? actually not as tired pooping regular basically you weren't as tired no right and then your your kind of your bowels and everything went back to kind of normal you're using the bathroom the way you expect yeah. all of a sudden all that stuff so how quickly did it happen after you started taking the medicine mm, if i could guess maybe maybe weeks a couple of weeks and you felt better yeah. That's cool. That's excellent. Any other changes that you have your parents noticed? Like, were you in a bad mood or like anything else happening that, that the medications changed? Or have you not noticed anything else? Yeah, I was kind of like in a bad mood and stuff. Yeah. The people whose uh, thyroids are off uh, can be um, short-tempered, I guess is a way to put it. Uh, yeah. Right? And, and that's uh, another thing you could be looking for. Yeah, I was actually kind of depressed and stuff like that. Yep. I'm glad you're feeling better. That's really cool. All right. So, all right. One thing down, um, and we'll get to the diabetes in a second, but you mentioned something else that is incredibly interesting uh, because it's it's hard to get a diagnosis for, but how were you, um, you know, how were you diagnosed with fibromyalgia? First of all, tell me a little bit about it. Like what, what is that? How does it make you feel and how does it impact your life? Like, so, like, my elbows and arms and stuff were just, like, affecting. So, my mom was just like, wait, why is your elbows, like, so red or something? And so, she just took me in and then I just had fibromyalgia. So, they saw something on your skin? like on So, the basically, floor? there's, like, pain all over myself. Okay. But you saw something visibly on your skin, like redness? Uh, on my elbows, yeah. Okay, and that's what got. And and did you have joint pain and and that kind of stuff going on? Yes. Is it in your muscles or in your joints? I know that's a weird thing, but like, do your muscles hurt? Do you feel weak, or do you have like pain in your knees and hips and things like that? Both. Every that it all it happens like that. So you just have sort of like an all over body pain. 
Yes. Does it cause muscle pain or muscle stiffness? Do your muscles get really tight? Like you worked out too much and they're like super like in a knot or do they just hurt in general? Um, they, mm, they kind of both actually. Do you, how do you help that? Like, do you ask people to give you like massages or like, how does that work? I just eat Advil and stuff and just hopefully that goes away and I stretch. Stretching? Yeah. yeah. Stretch and I take Advil. Advil. Is that what the doctor asked you to do or do you just do that because the pain's bad and you, you kind of can't, you want to do something? Yeah. I probably because my, um, because I just do it because I feel like worse and stuff like that. So I usually just take Advil and stretch. Um, my pain um, was very bad. Yeah. What's the impact of the pain? That's what I was going to ask you. Like, is it, does it keep you in bed? Does it keep you from doing things you want to do? What, how does it affect you? Um, so basically, hmm. I can't really run around and stuff. Okay. And, um, hmm. What happens if you run around? Like my joints and stuff just start to hurt and stuff like that. And I just feel all run down. What's the diag? Like, how do they diagnose um, fibromyalgia? Is it a test they give you or is it just because, is it one of those things that it doesn't have a diagnosis, but it's nothing else. So they call it that or how do they do that? I actually don't know. I just saw a rheumatologist. Okay. And that's, and, and so is there's no medication beyond Advil? Mm, I don't know. But you're not taking anything is what I'm saying. No. Okay. So it's not like they were like, oh, here's the fibromyalgia medication. Like you have diabetes and they're like, hey, you have diabetes. Here's insulin. They weren't like, you have fibromyalgia. Here's this. It wasn't like that. Oh. Right. Mm-mm. So stretch. Um, is diet impactful? Do you Have you changed your diet? Yes. How? Um, Just to eat a little healthier and, and then it just started helping, helping my joints and stuff. No kidding. So what are some foods that you were eating that you're not eating anymore? So, um, actually back then I used to eat some wheat and stuff, but now I'm just gluten-free and so it helps my joints and stuff. Cool. That's cool. So eating gluten-free is helping? Yes, a lot. And are you, do you have celiac or no? No, no, I don't. So it's not for reasons of celiac. It's for reasons of like inflammation and things like that. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, on a day-to-day basis, is it like I know they some people say there's flare-ups, like there's some days that are worse than others, and it's hard to figure out why sometimes. But are you in the middle of a good day or a bad day right now? Right now, I'm in a good day. Cool. And um, now, if you just got up and went outside and ran a marathon, would it start hurting right away, or on a good day, does it not bother you when that happens? Um, it wouldn't really hurt me. On this day. Oh, no kidding. But then when it happens, it happens, and then running would be bothersome. Yeah. Wow. That sucks, man. But usually when I get sick, it gets, like, worse. So if you get a cold, like a like what they call regular people sick, you get you get a cold or something like that, then that kind of gets, yeah. worse, gets worse as well. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Any other brothers or sisters? Well, I actually have one brother. He's an older brother. Cool. How old is he? He is 13. Nice. Is he Carl the Cucumber? What? No. No, pickles are cucumbers that are pickled. So I just <laughs> I didn't know if his name was Carl and you guys called him. Never mind, Dylan. If you're not going to laugh at my dumb joke, I don't know what to do. Okay? <laughs> it's it's not, is it Chris the Cucumber? Like, what's his, the, you don't have to tell me his name. Is he named after any kind of um, sides? Coleslaw? No. Baked potato salad? No. What's his, does he have a nickname? Yeah, so basically his real name is Anthony, mm-hmm. but we like to call him, my mom and stuff like to call him Ant-Man, just because, I don't know why. Is he tiny? No. Is he a superhero? <laughs> I don't know. I thought you were, were going to say he was Tony the Tiger. That would have been a great nickname for a kid named Anthony. 
Don't probably, you? probably would. Yeah. Yeah. If you put me in charge of his nickname, he'd be Tony the Tiger, or I'd probably just call him Boogers because I'd be lazy about it and you know, <laughs> want to do something easy that I can remember. Do you think my daughter enjoys being called Boogers? Uh. Probably not. Oh, I 100% think you're right about that, by the way. She's <laughs> complained about it openly, um, but she does make a weird face at me uh, when I do it. I actually have to test her something right now. I'm texting her, get loop green. Her loop is not um, looping. Do you, what do you, how do you manage your diabetes? What do you use? I use an InPen and a Dexcom. InPen? Nice. Mm-hmm. They're a sponsor of the show. Did you, <laughs> cool. Did you know that? Yeah. I've actually heard it from a couple episodes ago. Thank you. So, Dylan, um, no insulin pump. That's cool. Arden's looping. So I'm trying to get her to – like right now, there, there's, so, there's no connection between her <sighs> – her pump and her Dexcom and her phone aren't connected right now. So because of that, her, her, um, the, the algorithm's gone back to whatever her standardized basal rate is, and it's not adjusting her basal up and down, which has been fine for the last hour or so. I've just let it go because it's working. But now all of a sudden her blood sugar is trying to drift down and I need the loop to cut her basal off, but it's not connected. So it's not doing it. Oh. So I've sent her a text and asked her to do that. And whether or not she does that is anybody's guess. But what I need her to do basically is to turn her Bluetooth off and turn it back on. And then it should connect again. So we'll see. So I might have to text her once or twice while we're talking. Because it seems like she's in a part of the building where she's not getting good coverage. Because my texts are going through slowly. Oh. Uh, so do you, you are you homeschooled? Uh, actually, yeah, I'm homeschooled. And have you been always, or is that something that started after the diabetes, or what are you guys doing there? It's actually started after the diabetes, because, like, I used to get always sick and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I probably would get sick, like, every week, if I could guess, maybe, like, every week. Diabetes-related, or something else? I don't know. Basically, both. So you would like get low blood sugars and it was hard to deal with at school? Yeah. Yeah. And how do you enjoy, who teaches you at home? Like, where do you get your lessons from? Um, well, I get my lessons from my teachers. So, but, well, actually I do K-12. I don't understand. So wait, the school sends you lessons and like your mom and dad help you with them or how does that work? So, um, I'm actually in public school, online school, sorry. Oh, oh, online public school at home. Yeah. Nice. That's cool. You know, you could use Instagram to learn if you needed to. You could just like between, let me just say this, between Cardi B and Drake, I think there's a lot of wisdom in the world and I think you'd be able to get it from them. I don't, do you believe in that? What I just said, or do you think I'm being sarcastic and joking with you probably sarcastic you're right i am being sarcastic <laughs> but there there is a lot of good information in the world um it none of it comes from cardi b I, you know what i'm lying she says some stuff that is hilarious i i sometimes she's talking and i'm like that woman is a genius and um <laughs> and yet her message is 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 marred by um some some of her tone um nevertheless so you have a so you have an online system that's through the public school system, but you do it from home. And so when you get up in the morning, like it's super early where you are right now, right? Yeah. It's six fifty-seven right yeah. now. Like I tried, I was like, Dylan, you can do this later. And you're like, no, I'm too excited. Let's do it now. And I'm like, that's cool. So you're really excited to be on this podcast, aren't you? Yes. Like I couldn't sleep last night. Seriously? Yeah. Why? That's how excited I was. Why? What did, what did you think was like, what, what, where was your excitement coming from? I don't know. It's it's just when I was in your live stream a couple of days ago, so I I was just like, yes, I just remembered that tomorrow is my Juice Box podcast, so I just got super excited and I couldn't sleep. Is it my fault you didn't sleep, Dylan? No. Are you sure? Because it sounds like it was, I went online, you saw it, got excited, and didn't sleep then. I feel like I did this to you. No. Is it no. Gonna, is it going to make the rest of your day like sleepy? 
No. No? So what are you going to study today? Um, I don't know, actually. Who decides? Is it just you You log on and it's like, hey, Dylan, today you're doing this? Uh, technically. So I have live classes and lessons, basically. Really? Um, so, like, my live classes are math, ELA, science, and history. So, Dylan, let me make sure I understand. You sit in front of a computer where you see video of a classroom happening? Kind of. Can you interact with it? Sure. So it's like these teachers are actually talking to you on mics and they're like teaching you some stuff. And it's pretty cool, actually. It's insane. I had to get up and get on a bus and then, oh, Dylan, I'm going to tell you right now. So basically, it's actually after PowerPoint. It's PowerPoint. Oh, okay. Okay. So like they, it's, it's a presentation about that. And if you have a question, you can be like, yo, just now on number five, I don't understand. Stop. Go back and explain it. Yeah. Again. Okay. So yeah. you have interaction with somebody. Yeah. All right, Dylan. Do you want to hear about my walk to the bus stop? Uh, sure. <laughs> All right. Out of my house, right? Down this long hill. Then I got to make a left. Then I walk a full block, right? Then I make a okay. right. A right, make a walk another full block. Then I make a left, walk three blocks up over a big hill. That was my bus stop. It took me 20 minutes to get to my bus stop every morning. Wow. No one cared about children in the 80s. Do you understand? No one. No one cared. They were just like, they were like, look, if that one dies, it dies, whatever. You, you know, like there's more kids. Nobody protected children the way they do now. And then it would be raining. And, you know, and you would just go out and just be like, oh, I'm going to get soaked going to the bus stop. Then I'm going to be soaked all day long. And you know who will care, Dylan? Who? No one. I just explained it to you. No one cared. Okay. So <laughs> you'd get to school. Your shoes were soaked. Your jeans were soaked. What would you do if you got to school and you were soaked? You would go tell somebody, hey, look, I'm all wet. I got to call my mom, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's not what happened in the 80s, Dylan. In the 80s, they'd go... No one cares. Go back and sit down and don't get the floor wet. And you'd be like, how am I not going to get the floor wet? I'm dripping like a wet towel, right? No one. Yeah. Different world, different world, Dylan. I'm telling you right now, you live in a golden age of being a kid. Do you understand? There's, you're at home right now because you don't feel well and you get to go to school online. If I didn't feel well when I was little, you know what my dad said? What? Nothing, because he had left for work hours before school started. And he didn't, not to put too fine a point on it, what, Dylan? <laughs> what didn't my dad do? Did nothing. Yeah, right. He didn't care. He didn't give a key. He was like, ah, that kid will grow up. It'll get a job. Whatever. You, you know what I mean? Like, right? Your mom and dad care about you. Look at all the effort your parents are putting into helping you feel better, to make you, keep you educated. It's really cool. I really am, I'm really impressed that... That with all these, I mean, because you're having a lot of, Dylan, can we curse you and I together? Just a little curse? Do you curse? <laughs> sure. You do? Uh, I'm, I'm fine. You do? Yeah. I'll bleep this out later. But you're going through a lot of shit. You know what I mean? Like you got yeah. diabetes, sucks. This fibromyalgia sounds like a headache. And then, and then, and the hypothyroidism I know from Arden is not fun. And, um, and, and you're dealing with all this stuff. You got a great attitude. And on top of that, you're trying to help other people. Yeah. Dude, why are you such a nice person? I don't know. <laughs> Just happens? Natural? Yeah. Yeah? Good for you, man. <laughs> That's nice. I'm a nice person, too, if people don't think it. <laughs> tell my wife, people, my wife will always be like, isn't that woman nice? I'm like, I'm nice. You never hear anybody say it. And she's like, it's because you're saying it. I'm like, nah, I don't think that's why. I think people don't think I'm nice, but I am. <laughs> but you're really, you're super duper double nice. So tell Thank me, you. See, you're welcome. That's how I know you're nice. You thanked me for saying something nice about you. I would never do that. If you said something nice about me, go ahead, try it. Um, Your hair looks you're good. a nice guy. <laughs> well, see, now I say thank you because I feel pressure. But in the past, I would just say, of course I am, Dylan. You're 100% right. You've, you've, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't say that. Um, it, is a, it is a very good thing you're doing trying to share your life. And, and I want to talk about that a little bit as much as you're comfortable. So... You have a Facebook page, you have like the YouTube, you're a kid, you probably probably have everything, right? Like you have different like pathways to people. And yeah. you're trying to share your life with type 1 diabetes, right? 
Um, Correct. And and talking to people about what's going on and everything. And first of all, are you enjoying doing that? Yes, I very enjoy it. What what about it is like rewarding? I just like to educate people and tell people about like type one and stuff. That's very nice of you. Now we're gonna curse again, and again it'll get bleeped out. Okay. Have some <laughs> been shitting to you online. Yes, like I've got bullied a lot of times. And is this from people like that you can actually see, like you know who they are? Like, are they adults? Are they kids? I honestly don't know. I you can't tell. No. Okay. So, so are are they? You can't tell if there's somebody who has diabetes who's like, you're doing this wrong. Like, what do they? What have you? What has been said to you in the past? I hope this isn't hard to talk about. But what is it? What has been said to you? So basically, actually, I think they're most mostly adult. So like many people, like this, there's this one lady who said, who told me I don't know how to like take care of myself, and like like when I was in the hospital, they said, oh, I thought you were low carb, and you should probably stay healthy again and stuff like that. So someone just kind of like came at you when you ended up in, so you're trying to share with somebody, Hey, I'm in the hospital now, this is going on. And instead of them saying, Oh, I hope you feel better. Someone actually said, Oh, I thought you were low carb. This shouldn't be happening to you or you should get back to that or something like that. So that seems like a good time to, again, remind people how old you are, Dylan. I'm 12. Yeah. It's a good time to tell a 12 year old they're making a mistake because you're completely in control of your life, right? Dylan, making all your own decisions. Your parents have nothing to do with it. No, of course not. You're a kid, right? right? Like you, you just you're rolling along, doing your best. Everyone's doing mm-hmm. their best, and you're trying to share. Now, let's discuss what kind of a monster would say something like that to a 12 year old. What did you imagine in your mind when you looked at? You know what? No, no. What was your reaction when that was said to you? How did it make you feel? I just felt very sad because and emotional because, like, I've never had that happen to me before. Like, that was probably, like, my first time that ever happened. So I just got very sad and stuff yeah. and emotional. No, I'm sorry for you, seriously. And and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try my best right here to give you some guidance that I think will help you. Because if you're going to keep sharing with people online like this, there's some things you're going to have to understand. And I have a, a unique perspective on this. You have come to the right place, Dylan. This is your online class today on dealing with with people who feel like they have an input into what you're doing. Okay. Okay. So so you're in an interesting situation. You are sharing stuff online. So you are putting yourself out there. You're opening yourself up to anyone's interpretations or desires to speak to you. Right. So you've taken that risk. Um, And so that's something you've done on your own. I'm assuming with your parents, I'm assuming your parents understand what you're doing online and they're okay with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So you've done that. That's your decision. You've put yourself out there. What you have to realize from there is that not everyone is going to jive with what you're doing, right? So you're going to talk to some people who you're going to hit right in the heart, and they're going to be like, I love this Dylan kid. You know, like, I love what he's saying. I love what he's trying to share. I'm, I'm with this. Those people are going to be, you know, for the lack of a better word, fans of what you're doing. Now, there are going to be some people who um, don't agree with you. Now, when those people are mentally healthy, they just won't pay attention to you, right? Like, mm-hmm. like for instance, do you like baseball? Yeah. Okay. Do you like football? Yes. Do you like soccer? Yes. Do you like kind ice- of. Ah. Do you like ice hockey? Huh? Do you like ice hockey? Mm, I'm not really a big fan of ice yeah. hockey. Okay. So do you watch baseball games on television? Yeah. Yeah. Do you watch ice hockey games on television? Yeah. You you do or you don't? Kinda. Kind, but you don't love it. No. Okay, so if I put a baseball game up and a hockey game up, what would you watch? Probably a baseball game. Okay. If you decided to watch the baseball game instead of the hockey game, would you then send an email to the hockey game and tell them you suck? I'm not watching you. I'm watching baseball instead. No. Ah, why would you not do that? Because that's. Just disrespectful and mean. And unnecessary and, Dylan, let me say, insane. It's absolutely insane. Why would you – I don't understand why someone would take the time to let someone know, I don't watch your thing. 
I don't, yeah. I don't get that. I don't understand why someone wouldn't see you online and if they disagreed with you or didn't like the way you presented yourself or whatever, why they wouldn't just think, huh, well, this is a thing I won't follow anymore and I'll unfollow this. Why is it that they need to, they feel the need to jump in and and give their opinion? I don't know. Like many people just like make fun of me because of my videos and like on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that. So all over basically. So if that's happening, what keeps you doing it? Why do you keep doing it? Well, I kind of just push away the bullies and just stay positive and try my best to ignore them. And I just block them and just keep going. Good for you, Dylan. And because there are probably plenty of people who are enjoying what you're doing and they're getting something out of it, right? Yes. Excellent. That's very like many people are just like, oh my gosh, you're, you're thanking me so much. You're helping me a lot and stuff like that. So there are people who, um, relate to you and those people are being genuinely helped through, um, just like community, right? Like just feeling like they're not alone, you know, and that can, did you hear the episode with Tommy? Yes. And Tommy's more your age, right? Did you enjoy listening to Tommy? Yeah. Cool. Now, do you think that a 55 year old guy would enjoy listening to Tommy as much as you did? Probably. Yeah, I think so too. I think people's um, stories are universal. And I think that if you really stop and listen, that you'll hear something and something that's being said that's valuable to you. And that's very cool. And I think that those people could find that with you too, if they wanted to. Uh, instead, they want to be um, mean, I guess. And and I don't know why that would be. I also, you sometimes also run into people who are like, hey, here's what you should be doing. Here's what you're doing, but this is what you should be doing. Have you had, yeah. have you had that one yet? Yeah. Yeah. So they think, you have some sort of a spotlight on you. People are paying attention to you and they want you to be saying something different than what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. You know what those people should do? What? What do you think they should do? Just leave and don't come back or something? Yeah. They should either start their own thing and say what they want to say and see if people will follow them. Where they should shut up <laughs> because, <laughs> right? Because what is the point? You only have your perspective to share. That's all, yeah. you, that's all you have. I can't, I can't come on this podcast and be somebody other than who I am. Mm-hmm. Right? So I will share with you because I'm, I, I know this has been hard for you and I know you like the podcast that I get emails once in a while and notes from people who are like, you're not doing a good job with the podcast. You should, yeah. you should be doing it like this. You did. You made this decision and not that decision. I'll tell you one thing that people don't know, Dylan, is that sometimes guests come on the show and they're nervous and they don't speak the way that makes it interesting to listen to. Sometimes they're mm-hmm. they're slower or they kind of, you know, they, they don't maybe have command of their thoughts the way they thought they were going to when they come on. And when that happens, I jump in and talk more. Okay. And I, and I think that that's noticeable for most people. Like, I think when people listen, you go, Oh yeah, Scott talked a little more this week than he did last week. Probably a reason for that. But every once in a while, you'll get a note from somebody who's like, you talked over that person and didn't let them speak. And Mm -hmm. what I want to say to them is, listen, I was doing what I thought was best there. Uh, If you don't agree you're welcome to buy a computer and software and get hosting and a microphone and a processor and uh, make your own podcast and edit it and put it up and find people to listen to it and see if you can do something that you would be interested in. Because, yeah, right? Because that's all this podcast is, honestly. It's something that I would be interested in listening to if I was looking for a podcast about diabetes. I am not here to make bland content that everyone's going to like because there are people who do that and those podcasts aren't very popular for a reason. So I like you being unique. I like you doing your thing and the people who love it, love it. And the people who don't, that's okay too. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. How do you get so strong in this scenario? Like seriously, I, I, um, I've had practice. 
Like I wrote a book a long time ago and some people really liked it and some people didn't like it. And that was my first real practice and being like, wow, not everybody's going to like everything I say. Okay. I'll have to be okay with that. But you're 12, you're living with diabetes, fibromyalgia, hypothyroidism. Um, and on top of that, some people come along and they're, they're not nice to you. Like, how did you find the, like, where do you find the goodness inside of you to like, just deal with it so well? I don't know. You're supposed to say good parenting there. That was for your mom. I set you up there, Dylan, so you could go, my parents have raised me really well. Go ahead, try again. <laughs> Dylan, how do you find the kindness inside of you to deal with that so well? I, uh, I actually don't know. Dylan, take three. When I ask you the question, you're going to say, it's great parenting. My mom and dad are beautiful people. Ready? One, two, three. Where do you find the goodness inside of you to do that so well? Great parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree with you, man. Good parenting is always the key. You know what I mean? Just really people who have your best at heart and they're looking forward to you, really filling you full of the goodness in life so you can give it back out again. That was for your mom, man, because she's going to listen to this, okay? <laughs> okay. Yeah, kids never understand. Every once in a while, man, you got to throw a bone to your mom. You know what I mean? Like just mm -hmm. a text message during the day, hey, mom, was thinking about you. Hope you're having a good day. Boom. Perfect. You <laughs> I'm telling you, you don't know how to do it. You got to do it like that. Even if yeah. you just you roll past her. Is she in the house with you now? Yeah. Let me tell you something right now, Dylan. At some point today, not as soon as you get off, hours from now, out of nowhere, you make eye contact with your mom and you go, hey, mom. And she looks over and she goes, hey, Dill. And here's what you say to her. I just wanted you to know I love you. And then she goes, oh, thanks, buddy. You go, Can I come give you a hug? And she'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You come over, you give her a nice hug and you move away. Made her day. Right? <laughs> Now, yeah. Now you do that today and like months from now, she's going to hear this podcast and she's going to be like, that's why that kid hugged me that day. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's a, but it's seriously a nice thing to be kind to other people. It I, is. I joke, I, I joke around a lot on this podcast. I'm sarcastic. Um, and I do that for a number of different reasons. It's uh pretty purposeful when I'm doing it. And, um, and yet I am, I have a real kindness inside of me that, that doesn't reflect in sarcasm. I really, um, I want just like you do to share something with somebody that might help them. And so yeah. have you ever shared something with somebody that you've seen reflected back? Like they've come to you and said, you've helped me. And how does that make you feel? It, I think it feels like great. When you get that kind of response back and you get that great feeling, is it like, I'm happy to have helped someone or, or I feel badly and I just need to feel a little better for a second. And it's nice that I was able to do something that this person liked and I get to feel good about myself for that. Like, is it all of that? None of it? Some of it? All of it. Because when I actually grow up, I'm actually going to be an endocrinologist Cool. for type one. So that's why I'm kind of getting the hang of doing my page and stuff. So you're trying to teach yourself how to talk to people with diabetes so that one day you can become a doctor and help people with their diabetes? Yeah. Well, that's pretty thoughtful. Um, I didn't uh, plan ahead like that in life. And thusly, I have a podcast. But no, no. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but but so that really occurred to you. Like, I'm going to like, I'm going to learn how to talk to people better. Now, where did that come from? Do you not like the way you're spoken to about your diabetes or do you wish it was different? I, I don't know. You don't, do you have any feelings like when you're talking to the doctor that you're like, oh, I wish this guy understood better or I like the way they're talking to me. Do you ever leave feeling like you wish your appointments would go differently for you or do you, do you not really think about it that way? My doctor is great though. Yeah. Really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. Did he let you steal rubber gloves and blow them up like balloons? <laughs> That's what that's what we do. When when we're waiting too long, Arden and I play uh like volleyball with a rubber glove. We blow it up and then she sits up on the examining table, I sit in the chair and we just bat it back and forth to each other. It's how we pass the time <laughs> waiting for the doctor to come in. Um but I it's very cool that you have a doctor that you really like. It really, yeah. It really is. A lot of people don't get that, and so it's nice that you have it. So what's your favorite um thing in school like what's the what's the thing that you do online that you enjoy the most like what are you the best at is it math or i i like science and math yeah yeah not so much the writing and the history mm, not really 
not you don't want to know what the Bolsheviks are doing or were no. doing hundreds and hundreds. No, you're not you're not worried about that so much. I watched Arden's writing a history paper right now on the Cold War, and uh, she doesn't seem thrilled. <laughs> you have a couple of years before you're going to get to something like that. But yeah, she d- doesn't seem to be thrilled at all. Um, have we ever met you and I? I think, yeah, I think we have in the summit. You were there, right? I feel like you were. Like, it's what I'm Yeah, the Type about. 1 Nation Summit. Now, were you listening to the podcast back then when you met me, or is that where you figured out to listen? Uh, kind of. That's about when you started listening? Yeah. Yeah. What do you like about the podcast? I just like to hear people with type one and tell about their feelings and stuff. Nice. Because I went to my A1C went to um, 7.8 to 6.9. Wow. From listening to the podcast? Yeah. Oh, no kidding. You should probably send me some money in the mail or something. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't, do not send me any money. I'm joking. 100% joking about that. Um, uh, I although if one day there's a diabetic dill pickle T-shirt, maybe I would like to get one of those. But we'll see if, if things <laughs> blow up enough. You know what I mean? By the way, if you become an endo one day, how are we going to keep the pickle for theme going for that? I don't know. I'll probably just keep it going and stuff like that. I have a question, and I'm being serious. What do you like pickles? Yes, you do. Now, do you prefer, do you prefer a, a dill, like a spear, or a bread and butter, kind of like a sandwich-style pickle, or what's your favorite pickle? I kind of like dill. dill yeah, I like the dill pickles. Okay. You eat them right out of the jar, or do you want them along the side of a sandwich, or on a sandwich? What are you looking for? Mm, I don't know. I'm kind of like both. You'll do, anyway, you'll do it. Yeah. There's no way that you wouldn't be like, hey, have you ever passed on a pickle? Have you ever looked at it and said, I don't like a bread and butter pickle, no thank you? No, no, no. There's no, no, no one that you've ever seen that you haven't liked. No. I'm going to share something with you now, Dylan. I don't think I've ever had a pickle. What? I mean, I'm sure I've bit into one, into a cheeseburger once or twice that I didn't realize was there, but I would recoil immediately and get rid of it. Wow. I, I don't know. I'm not a pickle person. <laughs> but but I, uh, I defend your right to love pickles, by the way. <laughs> Very cool. Dylan, I have, have we not covered anything you were hoping we'd talk about? Like, are you sitting there right now going, how come he hasn't asked me about this? Mm, no. No. What if, if people don't like this episode and they send me an email and say I did a bad job, what would you say to them? <laughs> I don't know. You'd just block them, wouldn't you? You'd be like, uh, come, yeah. come block. <laughs> That's what I would do. Yeah. So is it, um, how does it, if you block, I've never blocked somebody before, but if you did that, does it make you feel bad that they didn't get something out of it? Or do you feel like, goodbye, sucker? Like, which, how does it make you feel? Like, I kind of feel sad be- and because, like, they were kind of like rude and stuff. So I just have to block them and stuff. Do you think there'd be a way for somebody to say something to you that wouldn't have been rude where they could be like, Hey Dylan, you know, I really, I I love what you're doing here. uh, But one time you said this and now you seem to be saying something different and it's conflicting and I don't understand. Or like, like, would you have a conversation with somebody if they were just confused? Yeah. Yeah, I do that sometimes. I send emails back sometimes. I'm like, look, I feel like you maybe just don't understand what's going on here completely. And, um, you know, I, I can't really explain it to you. But if you can just accept that, you know, there was a reason that that happened and that that kind of thing. Uh, it's a very weird thing to have a one-way conversation with a person. Because, Dylan, the, the thing you might not realize that I'm starting to realize more and more from the podcast is that people listening to you or reading you, feel like they know you a little bit. And then Mm -hmm. when you do something that they don't expect, it feels wrong to them. But what I would say is you're just doing you and that's why they were looking in the first place. So yeah, I just feel like they aren't that they're rude and I just tried to talk, talk to them. Yeah. Good for you. And then if they don't listen, kablock done. (laughs) Yeah. Smack them in the face with a pickle. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Right. If you were gonna, if you were going to throw a pickle at somebody, what kind of pickle would be the best pickle to throw? I have my answer. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think. Good. Good. What do you got? Which one? Probably because they sell these like hot pickles. Oh, you'd 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 fling you'd fling a spicy pickle at somebody if you were gonna do that. <laughs> Yeah. See, now I was thinking immediately, you know, those little like gherkin, like the little tiny, like solid, like maybe inch or two long. And okay, see, I feel like yeah. you could get your like pointer finger behind it and really kind of like whip them at them. You, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, boom. And then like, cause and they, they wouldn't hurt anybody, but when they hit, there'd be like a little, like, like a little thud, like on their forehead. You know what I mean? Like, I think that would be fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, okay. Throwing pickles. Uh, it's definitely. But it's, it does sound like fun to me to throw a pickle at somebody. <laughs> it, it does. Although the little sandwich style ones that are kind of cut in slices, like now I'm like, you could kind of frisbee them. You know what I mean? Like, like maybe because they're wet, they'd like sit and stick. Like now I'm imagining just like sticking pickles to someone's like forehead. <laughs> That's all. Um, Dylan, I hope I haven't let you down. I don't know. I, I know you wanted to come on so badly, and I, it's hard to know what to talk about sometimes. And uh, I did I did my best to uh, to make this fun for you. Did you have fun? Yes, I had a ton of fun. I just appreciate you putting me on this podcast. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. What would you want? I guess if there is one thing about diabetes that you wish people knew, what what would it be? Just how to handle it. You just wish they knew better how to, to help themselves? Yeah. Do you struggle to help yourself sometimes? Yeah. Yeah. And and so any information coming in from the outside is valuable, you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, then you can take it and sort of like mold it to yourself and, and, and take some ideas that work for you and leave others behind that you don't like and, and find a process that works for you? Yeah. I would also... And people would probably be much nicer and stuff. You think if they're, oh, okay, hold on a second. So you think that, do you believe that some people are struggling with their diabetes and therefore maybe they lash out in different ways? Yeah. Yeah. So you're looking for people to have a more harmonious life all over. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I understand. Dylan. What are you gonna do for your mom today? Um, look her in the eyes. Yeah, tell her I love you right. and give her a hug. Right out of nowhere. Oh, Dylan, hold on. People are calling. Let me see what's going on here. Oh, this is like a bad call. Like you know, like they try to sell you like solar panels or something like that. Yeah, that's what's what I'm getting right now. Uh, I didn't mean to let that interrupt you. I'm so sorry. And do it out of nowhere. Hours from now, like hours from now, just boom, you know, make her day. She's going to be like, she'll get in bed tonight and she'll be like, she'll say to your dad, she'll go, you know, at some point today, Dylan just came up to me and said he loved me and he gave me a hug. It was so nice. She's going to be all like weepy and everything and feeling really good about it. Right. And then, like I said, she'll listen to this later and she'll be like, that little kid, he didn't mean that, but you would mean it if you said it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what am I telling you? Like every once in a while, for anybody listening, let's do it this way, Don. Whether you're 12 years old, I'm 48, right? Anywhere in between. If you have access to your parents, give them a call. Say hi to them. Tell them you love them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's people are out there. They're breaking their butts for you. You know, look at these people. I mean, are you wearing pants right now, Don? Um, yeah. Yeah, who paid for those pants? My mom and yeah, dad. That's right. They're out there hustling for you. Do they feed you? Yeah. Every day? Yeah. Do you have any idea how much food costs? Super expensive. <laughs> Unbelievable. They get you that medicine. They take you to the doctor. Um, you see what I'm doing for these kids over here in greats. You know what I mean? Right? Like, mm -hmm. just once in a while, a hug would be nice. Just to like, hey, or, you know, you know how, many, how many pictures of yourself? You're a kid on the internet. How many pictures of yourself do you take in a week? A hundred? Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah. Send one to your mom once in a while. Be like, yo, look who's here. Dylan, who loves you, right? Plus, you don't want her to like you don't want her to like Carl the cucumber better than she likes you, do you? Right? Hey, if you call your brother Carl the cucumber, is he gonna punch you or 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 no? Probably. <laughs> That'll just be between me and you and the countless tens of thousands of people who are listening to this. Okay. 
<laughs> All right, but don't let uh don't let him know. Okay. Dylan, you're a good kid, man. I really appreciate you doing this. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me onto the Juicebox podcast. I appreciate it. Uh, I really, I, I, that means a lot to me. I'll tell you what, do this before we leave. Take a breath, get yourself centered, and say, Hi, this is Diabetic Del Pickle, and you're listening to the Juicebox podcast. Okay. <laughs> Ah, hello, this is Dylan, Diabetic Go Pickle, and you're listening to the Juice Box Podcast. Very nice. Do it again real fast. Hello, this is Diabetic Go Pickle, and you're listening to the Juice Box Podcast. Dylan, I really appreciate that. A huge thank you to Dylan for coming on the show and being so honest about his fibromyalgia, type 1 diabetes, troubles he's gone through online, sharing with people, Everything. I mean, guys, he was 12 when he recorded this. Check him out on your favorite social media place. He's diabetic, Dill Pickle. D-Y-L, and then Pickle is spelled like, you know, people spell Pickle. All right, what else? Ooh, a couple nice things you could do here. Check out touchedbytype1.org and go to contournext1.com to find out if you're eligible for an absolutely free blood glucose meter and not just a blood glucose meter the bestest one that they have. And by they, I mean the world. It's the bestest one in the whole world, in my opinion. And my opinion counts, and so does yours. So go see what you think. I just want to say here at the end that I very much appreciate that you're listening and that many of you share the show with other people who you think will you know, find it valuable or helpful or fun. I don't know what you think, but when you think it and you share it, it makes me feel warm inside. So thank you very much. Expect at least one more show this week, maybe two. Hey, those of you who are new to the show and think you're caught up, head back into the archives, see what else you can find. There are over 350 episodes of the Juicebox podcast. Some people who you're listening with have heard every one of them. Don't you want to be one of those people? I want you to be one of those people. Seriously, though, there are a lot of great episodes back there. I had somebody send me a message the other day, and they're like, I don't understand why you haven't talked about this. And I was like, what? What do you mean? And then I asked them, how long have you been listening to the show? She's like, three months. I, said, I talked about that three years ago. You got to go look. Binging isn't just for Netflix.